Welcome to the Eye on Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. We're back here in the back room at Bay Ridge Wine and Spirits down here on Bay Ridge Road. I get the avenues and roads confused because this should be an avenue because it's big and wide. Well, technically our mailing address is Hillsmere Drive. Ah. But yes, we are at the confluence of Hillsmere, or ba- Hillsmere Forest, Bay Ridge Road, Bay Ridge Drive. So I'll let you right. decide right, which right, one's right, which. Right. <laughs> right next to the Annapolis Smokehouse. Yes. Uh, couple doors down from Grump's Cafe, there's two signature landmarks that you would know. But we're here with Dave Marburger, who is the owner of Bay Ridge Wine and Spirits. And we spoke with you, uh, we talked with you in the middle of COVID with uh, Jared Lippman from KMB True Value, just sort of about supply chain stuff. But we had spoken with you prior to COVID um, with our local business spotlight. And we wanted to jump back in and see, uh, you know, find out because there's a lot that's changed with you. I mean, uh, besides the fact that you can't get some product and cardboard boxes or in short supply and tin cans and you know and everything else but you guys have um undergone quite a bit of change over the last couple of years haven't you we have um hopefully all for the positive we've grown quite a bit um we've added a new e-commerce app uh, so anybody can go to bayridgewine.com and download our app so you can scroll our inventory on your cellular device, your tablet, your computer, what have you, place an order, and uh, we'll either deliver it to you or you can schedule it for curbside pickup. That obviously was, we'd been searching for something like that for many years. Then, of course, COVID happened. and Forced your hand. You know, yeah, that, that got moved from the, not back burner, but kind of the side burner to the front overnight. Um, but putting something like that together takes a tremendous amount of time, effort, and energy. So uh, we we kind of did a soft opening for that in August, when, and then we went full bore about a week and a half ago. How's it been accepted so far? Uh, great, great. We have uh, more downloads and more orders on a re- daily as every day goes by. Um, so it, it, it's a learning curve for us. I mean, we've always delivered. We've always been willing to do curbside, but curbside, the whole concept of curbside, you know, wasn't really a thing. You know, even no, though most no, businesses people- would have been happy to do it. Yeah, anybody wants to go, any business, whether it's clothing or yeah, exactly. or, or liquor or beer, you, you want to go in, you want to feel it, you want to look, oh, this is a cool label, <laughs> you know, or whatever Well, that's just it, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, people want to place the order, and even if it's, whether it's convenience or whether it's uh, just wanting to be that, that distance, um, say, hey, you know, I'm on my way home, I'll be there in 10 minutes, I'll pull up up front, and boom, we run it out to them. But yeah, we'd love to have somebody in the store um, walking the aisles, taking a look at, at everything that we have to offer and talking to our staff. Uh, but perusing the inventory online uh, is the next best thing. Is that pretty close to real real-time inventory? Oh, it is, yes. I think it's, I think it's a 30-minute uh, delay between what our computers do when computers do whatever they do in the actual website. Right. Wow, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty significant with all the bottles and everything that you've got here. Yeah, it is. It's, it, it, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, we've seen it uh, for years f- through many different industries, and now, now we're 
part of the club, so to speak. So we're we're doing it as well. Do you think all that's here to stay? Oh, I think so. I definitely think so. I I don't think the trajectory that you see with the increase in business year over year via e-commerce is is necessarily going to continue at the same rate that it's been. But without a doubt, there's going to be e-commerce is here to stay. I mean, there's no denying that. Uh, I was one of the last people to join on to the email thing. Okay. You know, I don't know, however, however many years ago that was. But I was like, yeah, okay, well, I guess email's here to stay. So I guess I'll get involved with it. And now I can't live without it. Well, it, it's, it's so funny. I was, you know, my, my girlfriend was like, when the internet first came out, I said, oh, no, what the? Nobody's going to do this thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and lo and behold, I mean, we just live and die on our phones that are, you know, have everything in your pocket. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, today you cram more into one day that today than you did, you know, 20 years ago and, you know, probably five times more than what you did 30 years ago. And because that's the case, that convenience factor plays a huge role. And not to mention, you know, the in our industry, just like most industries, you have to be relevant where people are. Mm-hmm. You know, and if people are on their computers or people are on their phones, you have to be relevant on their phones um, or on their computers. So that's that's part of the pro- process for us. We have to be there. We have to, and and it's not that if we if we aren't, it's not that we're not doing good things. It's not that we're not doing things good, but we're just not where they are. So. That's the concept. Sure. You got to fish where the fish are. Well, I will say that your your email, I get a zillion emails that usually go to just sort of a general email box, but yours is one that gets exempted out every every week with because uh, I do want to check what's coming down the line for the uh, specials with Bay Ridge Wine and Spirits. Now, the last time that we talked about the business, I mean, the big thing for you uh, twice a year was your customer appreciation days. Yeah. And COVID has really sort of thrown that for a loop for you too, right? It has. About two months ago in September, we had had all the plans in the world and moving forward with our sale. But unfortunately, in, in late August, the Delta variants poked its ugly head. And that's where all the conversation was. Uh, about the variant and because of the way we buy our products we had to make a decision about a week before the end of the month of august uh, because it would have altered tremendously those products that we bought at the end of the month of august and at the time the delta variant was just going up and up and up and not knowing where it was going to end up um, and i don't think it ended up near what everybody was speaking about we we made the decision not to do it we love to hate that sale right it's a tremendous amount of work i mean it it is i mean it's it's backbreaking for us but it's something that we've done for 25 years so for us it represents a sense of normalcy to be able to do it and i think that anybody that's in any retail trade right now or any kind of service industry or just i think the world in general is looking for a return to a sense of normalcy so i'll tell you that as of today we plan on doing it in february and the only thing that's going to change that would be (laughs) what happened in september shift away from normalcy yeah exactly (laughs) so you know we want to do it it's a little bit twisted that we kind of enjoy it in a way because it, it's again, it, we see those people in here, and and we get thank yous from our customers, and it's wonderful, and we like to, you know, it, it's what we do, and we do it very well. So we are looking forward to doing it in February, but. 
truth be told, if something negative happens again, you know, health-wise throughout the country, we might have to cancel it. But as of now, we're planning on doing it. You're, you're no different than any other business that, I mean, you know, the first priority has got to be your customers and your staff and yourself. Oh, yeah. The health. I mean, you know. Exactly. The, it's, you know. Well, that, that was our worst fear was that a customer would come in here during the sale because we pack Uh, Yeah, (laughs) there's a lot of people in here at one time and and trying to maintain a six foot distance is impossible um, during those three days. So, you know, our worst case scenario would be a customer came in here and got COVID either from one of our staff, Lord, God forbid, or from another customer. And then it could be traced back to the sale. And that's not that's not something I'd want to lay down my head on my pillow at the end of the night knowing or if one of our staff got sick, we'd have to close for four or five days and just just out of sheer caution and and i didn't want that either so the decision had to be made it was my decision balance oh it was it was a very difficult balance but i think overall the the safety of everybody involved whether it's staff or customers it was the best decision right what do you what do you think about for the holiday season what's what's hot and uh, i mean alcohol sales are always pretty high i would imagine during the holiday season. Oh, yeah. Holidays are great for us. Um, just having inventory is hot, right? <laughs> Getting stuff back in stock. Um, you know, there, there's a huge shift in the, the beer slash um, canned cocktail category. I mean, seltzers, everyone knows. Everyone's been consuming seltzers for a couple years now. There seems to be everything that I'm reading seems to indicate that seltzers are are declining in relevance and that the RTDs were ready to drink cocktails. We, we, we talk with Katza Brothers on, uh, you know, on this a lot of the RTDs. Yes. So we we're familiar with that, but and those have taken off incredibly, I think. Oh, yeah. Everybody and their brothers coming out with one. I mean, they're, they're just all over the place. And, and it's the same thing that happened with seltzers. It's the same thing that happened with Prosecco. It's the same thing that happened with, you know, White Zinfandel when that happened. Same thing that happened with light beer. I mean, a trend starts, everyone jumps on it. It's just the way it works. But um, bourbons are still strong, Irish whiskeys. Wine is holding good, Spanish, Red Zins, blended Reds. This year, it's going to be interesting to see what's going on in the sparkling world. Oh, with, uh, with New Year's? With lack of champagne, uh, true champagne. I mean, there, you can find some, but a lot of na- name brands that you see day in and day out are, are, are going to be missing or in very short supply. Well, so, I'll show my ignorance here, but champagne is from a specific region in France, right? Correct, yes. And true true champagne as opposed to whatever. Sparkling what, what, wine. What is the issue? Is it, again, supply chain getting stuff over? Do they have a bad growing I think season? I think it's a, a variety of, of uh, circumstances. I think you have increased sales throughout the past 18 months, which has led to, you know, not a huge amount of inventory left to fill the pipelines. I think you have some issues with um, getting the product here to the country with, you know, we've all heard the stories of mass quantities of shipping containers sitting offshore, um, not being able to get unloaded. So there's a lot of lot of factors that go into that. I mean, there's other product out there. There's lesser known product that that's quite honestly, in my opinion, equally as good at just the same price, if not less expensive. But, you know, there's plenty of sparkling wine, plenty of Prosecco, plenty of Cava, uh, plenty of a lot of those different things. So you talk about getting here to the country. We talk with um, Anthony Clark and uh, Sean Lynch from Galway Bay. And oh, yeah. uh, they when they brought their eggnog in, which I know you do sell here, but they were like, and I can't do an Irish accent, but it's uh, <laughs> when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. Because we're, you know, we totally guessed 
what we need. And that's what we, that's what we brought over. And it's gone. It's gone. There's not. You know. Yeah, they 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 do a great job with that. It uh, most of the traditional eggnogs that we've sold for years and years are relatively inexpensive, and the Galway Bay is a little bit more expensive, more than you know the the, the traditional ones. But I'll tell you what. People in this area cannot get enough of it. It's insane. Uh, you know, they come in. We put it on the floor early November, I think it was, when we right. got ours. Well, we've actually had it in here for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, early November. And boom, right away, uh, bottle sales, case sales, bottle sales, case sales, out the door. It's it's nuts. It is, and I'm not a huge. I mean, I'm, I'm an eggnog fan in in small quantities. I'm with you. I'm uh, with you. I mean, I, I you know, I'll drink maybe eight glasses throughout the holiday season myself. That's about seven and a half more than I do. And, and you know, but it is a very good eggnog. Oh, I believe that we could sell if we had it left, which we've never run into that circumstance. But if we had it left, we would sell it. Until March, April, until mm-hmm. it's all gone. People love it. It's it's good stuff there. So champagne's going to be an issue. Well, let's talk about your other businesses that you've, like I said, exciting. I didn't realize, but you've expanded Beverage Wine and Spirits. And the first expansion was into the spot next to us, which was a Chinese buffet at one point, I think. Yeah, so when, when my father-in-law bought this business in 91, we were in the spot in this shopping center. It's technically 109 Hillsmere Drive. That was the unit number, 109, which is where you and I are sitting right now. And it's about 4,000 square feet. And then in 97, I think it was, Total Craft, which had been in the shopping center, left the shopping center. And West Marine then moved over to where Total Craft was. So we moved over to where West Marine had been. So we went from 4,000 to 9,980 square feet. Okay. And then in 2005, the China Buffet, which had moved into our 4,000 square foot spot um, when we left it, they left, and then we took this other spot back over. And so we're now at 14,000. Okay, so you were actually originally in the spot that is the, we'll say, a, I'll say a tasting room for lack of a better word. Correct. But that spot immediately adjacent to the smokehouse, that was your original space? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And then you move it over and then you. And then we grabbed it back again. Grabbed it back again. Uh, we did it for a couple reasons, but the main reason was. Um, there had been a change in law in the way alcoholic beverages could have been purchased. And that law took place in 2005, I believe. But basically, it made it so that quantity discounts were available. The more you buy, the less expensive it gets. Uh, up until then, everybody bought the same product at the same price, whether you bought one case or a thousand cases, everybody paid the same price for it. So when those quantity discounts came around, we knew that we would need extra space for storage, which is quite honestly the reason why we took our 4,000 square feet back over, not for the wine room that you see in the front of the house, not for a tasting room, but we really did it for the storage area that's in the back. Yeah, because that's about 1,300 square feet out front and the rest of it's office space and, and storage. Jump back a little bit. I know during the pandemic, uh, Comptroller Franchot worked on the um, carry-out drinks, and then ultimately the laws were changed Correct. to allow restaurants to have to-go cocktails. Correct. You can't consume them on the street. <laughs> Much Nobody listens, but, you know, <laughs> the law says you can't. Um, did that hurt your business at all? Um, I, I, I think it had the potential to, uh, but I, I don't think that— 
taking actual drinks out of a, of a, what's called an on-premise establishment where the alcohol is consumed mm-hmm. on-premise. I don't think that in and of itself was a negative to us. I think what could have put things in a, in a negative spotlight would have been had bars and restaurants or on-premise facilities been able to sell bottles to go. That Then you're talking send, about... Send, it. send a bottle of whiskey or... Then you're talking about a discrepancy that, that would need to be addressed. But, um, you know, I think that what took place with on-premise establishments being able to do that, uh, I think it was absolutely necessary. I mean, it was a difficult thing for us here. As you said at the intro, we're kind of sandwiched in between uh, Smokehouse and Grumps, it was really difficult for us to come to work every day being as busy as we were. I mean, we were just slammed busy while those two guys were just slowly dying on the vine. And, And I don't mean literally, but, you know, their businesses were getting crushed. And it's not like we had done anything right or they had done anything wrong. Um, so giving them that opportunity to get some revenue um, by making that, that drink to go with food to go, I thought was, was a great thing. There are any number of different things. We've talked to um, Black Anchor with Matt Reese, who did T-shirts. And, and there were a lot of people. And you've got Monica that had feed Anne Arundel and, and just different programs that evolved during this that didn't certainly no nothing has replaced the restaurants were hit very very hard um probably just a little bit less than the uh live venues <laughs> and, and movie theaters but you know there was just little things that were popping up all over that could allow them to make sure that BGE was paid or that the uh you know the telephone was still on that you know, we're able to turn the lights on, but only half of them, you know, whatever it may be to keep it up and to keep the core staff working. And that was really neat when the community came together and, and to to do things like that. I think what the city did and what the county did uh, with the outdoor dining was was wonderful. I mean, there were people that wanted to support businesses, but they were freaked out about COVID. Yeah, that's you and I talked about this, um, you know, before we started the, the podcast and that there were a lot of difficult decisions that needed to be made. And a lot of it was uh, it, not necessarily guesswork, but kind of hope work, you know, decision was made and you hope that it was the best. And it was great to see the community come together um, and whatever lifelines that were out there for uh, the businesses uh, that that were suffering, I thought it was good to have those. Uh, they needed it. I think the community really came out and supported businesses as well uh, by giving them that business. They understood that, hey, you know, I, I, we can't go in there to eat, but we can still go and pick it up curbside or get it to go and let's order a drink. Even if we don't drink, let's order one and <laughs> dump it down the sink when we get home, you know, but just because that extra seven, eight, nine dollars helps the establishment. No, it, it really does. Well, you've also expanded your footprint, not just here in Annapolis, but over on uh, on, so, on, on the dark side of the bay. <laughs> I don't consider it the dark side of the bay. Uh, I live and work over there. But yeah, we, we back in April, uh, my mother-in-law and myself purchased uh, an existing business that had been there for a number of years. So we are Bay Ridge Wine and Spirits, Ken Island, is over there now. Uh, so technically, my wife and my father-in-law own Bay Ridge Wine and Spirits, Annapolis. Um, and my mother-in-law and I own Bay Ridge Wine and Spirits, Ken Island. You got to make sure you're stay on the good terms with your wife before she pushes you. Pushes you. Oh, I, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. She uh, she holds that over my head um, about once a week just to keep me in check. Just keep you uh, <laughs> just keep, keep, keep me you honest. In check. Yeah. Um, so, how is the store going over there? 
I mean, you said April, so I mean, we're going, what, eight months now? Yeah, it's been seven, eight months now. Things are going well. Uh, you know, we're not trying to recreate the wheel. Uh, we have a lot of small tweaks, a lot of small things that we're doing just to kind of put our stamp on it, make it, you know, what we do and how we do it. But business is good. Uh, it's one of those things where if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I don't plan on cha- drastically changing too much over there. Well, Dave, the one thing that, that attracts me and, and any number of people that I know to you, and, and let's face it, you've got a lot of competition right here in Forest Drive. Uh, I mean, you, across the street, there's one in the Giant Center. There's a liquor store up there at Tyler Avenue. You go up on Old Forest Drive. There's a couple up there and uh, Festival at Reba. And it's the service and and the inventory that you carry. I mean, you know, is is phenomenal. I mean, you come here and you're looking for a recommendation and you've got, you know, half a dozen people here uh, that are that are just thrilled to chime in. Well, let me first let me first echo your first comment and. Annapolis, there's many great places where people can stop and, and get uh, beverage alcohol here in town. R- really and honestly, there are. There's some great retailers. We are building, when you walk into our store, it's bright, it's big, it's roomy, our aisles are spacious, our displays are nice and neat, things are laid out you know, in, in somewhat of a manner that makes sense, it's easy to shop. And yeah, we put a ton of staff in here daily. Uh, we don't ever want a customer to walk in here and not be able to find somebody to ask a question to. You know, And everybody shops differently. Some people some people want to come in, they want to go right to what they want, they want to pick it up and they want to go to the front and boom, they're done. You know, those those customers, I don't want to say they're easy, but they know what they're they doing. Are, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're, they're task-oriented, so to speak. And then you have others that actually want to come in and shop. They want to read the descriptions. They want to, you know, find out, oh, I haven't seen this wine before. What's that? Or what's this? I haven't seen that category on a bottle of uh, uh, gin before. What does that mean? So we need to be able to handle both at the same time or one or the other, uh, depending upon which shopper you, you end up being. So I like to think that we give great customer service. I like to think that our inventory is is probably broader than, than most, but we're fortunate enough to have the space to do that. And it doesn't come without a, <laughs> without lot, a lot of work. But yeah, we've also been very fortunate. You know, We've been well-received by the community, and, and that's something that we're very grateful for. Yeah, my girlfriend and I were talking, we were in Home Depot yesterday, and it was like, they used to be, you'd see these guys in the orange aprons floating all around. What can I, you know, can I help you? Can I help you? And now they've, I guess with the hiring shortage, you know, you're, you're seeking out people. It's like, hey, where would you? And, oh, I don't know and everything else. So that, and that's a real difference. Are you having, did you have a problem with hiring through this pandemic or? No, things have, yes, without a doubt, gotten pretty bad. Um, you know, we we hired Wow. In the past month, I want to say here in Annapolis, we've probably hired uh, seven people, uh, four of which called out sick uh-huh. one time or another over the past you know, three, four days. Um, one of them just didn't show up. So, yeah, it, it's definitely an issue. And, and in particular with, again, going back to that new app that we introduced, right. that adds a whole other level of service that we need to be able to handle. But with the increase of business just due to COVID in general, more people shopping, um, consuming at home, you know, we need we need good quality help. And it's hard to get right now. It's really hard to get right now. I've read several articles where they're saying that the whole hiring process is really sort of flipped and a lot of employees are 
prospects were always very frustrated when they would apply for jobs a year, two, three years ago, where the businesses would never get back to them. Not even a, we're going a different direction yep. or yep. we think you stink and we're not, we're not you know, whatever it is. Uh, it would just be like the ghosting. It was just like silence. And now, uh, you know, I'm reading stories where people, like you said, just, you know, we hire them and they don't show up. We hire them and they, you know. The- or if you're the one out looking for a job, you're waiting for everybody to call you back so you know which is the best deal for you to go with. Right. I mean, that's that's really flipping it on its head. Uh, but with companies out there offering signing bonuses to f- first-time hires, uh, you know, it's, it's tough to compete with that, you know, especially when you're a small business. Yeah. I mean, yes, we are a large liquor store, and I get that, but we, at the end of the day, when you compare us to every other business that's in Maryland, we're still a small family-owned business. And Right. There, there's not 400 employees here that are... No, no. And, you know, I can't compete with... You know, uh, I'll use Amazon as a, just because they're they're top of mind. They're offering a thousand dollars sign-on bonus, and up to not necessarily everybody starts, but up to I think like twenty three dollars an hour, depending upon any experience you may have. I can't compete with that. If with, I did, I'd be raising all my prices across the board. You know, probably fifty percent. Right, and and nobody wants that. I, uh, no. We were talking about the school bus driver ish, issue, and and I was like, well, I. Listen to a commercial for Walmart drivers. If you have a CDL, you can pass a background check. We will give you a driving route, uh, no more than 300 miles a day, guaranteed to come home every night. So it's pretty much like store to store transfer type thing in your, in your immediate area, not this long haul stuff. Benefits from day one, a signing bonus, which they didn't say what it was, starting salary at 82,000 a year. Yeah, so that just proves that every, like, you know, what is the school bus driver? Going to, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's not just it's not just Bay Ridge Wine and Spirits who's having problems getting employees right now. It's everybody, and it's not it's not the uh, the money that the government the extra money that the government was given. And I think at some point in time that was a component of it, but that's stopped. So there's been a quantum shift in in the in this country in regard to. Who, how, where, when, and why you're working. Sure. I haven't been able to figure it out yet, but I'm incredibly thankful to our staff that keep showing up day in and day out. Some days we feel like we just get kicked in the head, but they keep coming back and they keep Do it again. doing it again. So That's I mean, fantastic. I'm so thankful for that. So you, you, are, you, are you looking for help? Yes. Here and there, both places? Yes. Okay. Are you are you asking for uh, <laughs> yeah, for yeah, any well, reason? <laughs> so I've got an application. <laughs> throw it, throw it over here. Well, no, no. I mean, BayRidgeWine.com dot com would be the place to go to start on that. Uh, actually, call us four one zero two six eight nineteen sixty one. Come in. We're at one eleven Hillsmere Drive, Annapolis. That's really the best way. You know, if you go to our website you're pretty much just going to have an opportunity to buy a whole bunch of booze. Okay. <laughs> so we'd rather actually have you. Hey, nothing here. wrong with that. <laughs> no, nothing wrong with that either. We can, we can go around the long way around, but um, yeah, that, that's, that's the best way to do it. I think I can do that thing. I'm not, I'm not just a, I'm not, I'm just an employee. I'm not just a hair coat for men. I'm, I'm, I'm a yeah. customer too. Yeah. I'm a really but, good customer. You know, I, I was looking at your Facebook page a couple of weeks ago and I noticed uh, you and uh Presumably your father-in-law and uh, your wife all gussied up in 
black ties and everything else. And I know that this is Annapolis, and those are few and far between here. So what was the deal, what was the deal with the big dressed up night? Yeah, so uh, we were we were honored by Market Watch magazine. Um, it, it's owned by uh, Marvin Shankin Communications. They do cigar aficionado, wine spectator, but their Market Watch magazine is specific to our industry. Once a year, they pick a group of retailers to shine a spotlight on and say, you know, this group of retailers kind of rises above the rest of them. They they do award a uh, Retailer of the Year award, uh, but we were given one of the Retailers of the Year award, not the individual, um, you know, not the best of the best award. But we were honored in New York City with that. So it was it was a great uh, pleasure and honor for us. That's a big uh, deal. To, uh, for us, it was a huge deal. You know, it was actually my father-in-law uh, 25 years ago said that was one of his goals uh, was to uh, receive that award. And if you look at our business over the past 30 years, I mean, we've actually grown tremendously. And what we've done is is, is pretty fantastic. And that's a horribly egotistical thing to say. And I don't mean it that way. But I mean, we, we've been blessed and lucky by this community. So for he and I both to be honored up there meant the world to him, which in turn meant the world to me. Well, you say you've been blessed by the community, and part of the reason that I think that you're blessed by the community is because uh, you do bless the community as well. I mean, and not in a, not in a religious type of a sense, but I mean, you, you guys are <laughs> Depends always... Depends on your denomination. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. The Church of Heineken. Um, but, you know, you know, you are you giving back. I mean, just we're just coming off of a presentation where you, together with KMB True Value Soul, the restaurant, as well as Lido Pizza right here in Annapolis, came together to match customer donations in the Cash for Schools program that Jared Lippman had started, I think, nine or ten years ago, and doled out $30,000 to local schools. And, I, I mean, you you step up to the plate when people ask in the community, and that's that's really what... You what know, it is well it was it was our pleasure it, it's a symbiotic relationship i think that any small business who's part of the fabric and part of the community you have to give back in some way shape or form i mean all these people are trusting their business with you and and you have to say thank you you have to let people know listen we're here for the community it's not just uh, making daily deposits into our account and then we go home and climb into our closets and stay there until the next work day it's not like that at all we we are, have always felt a, a sense of connection to this community and, and so do many other businesses and, and again you mentioned soul you mentioned Lido's. jared is the one who's, who came up with this entire idea so we have applications that you can fill out um, nonprofit organizations can fill out for a charitable contribution from us um, you know it used to be note that- to self make <laughs> myself a nonprofit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and it's it, it sounds like a joke, but it's not really a joke. I mean, no, I'm sure you can imagine how many requests for donations, oh, sure, liquor stores in particular get. We get hit up probably two, three times a week, every single week of the year, and that's that's not an exaggeration at all. Uh, and we used to say yes to basically everybody. We used to give you know a bottle of this, two bottles of that, a case of case of beer here, twelve pack there, and at the end of the year we would add that up, and it it was astonishing. I mean, we were donating like 
$70,000 worth of work. just goods. And you don't think about it when you go, okay, well, here's a bottle right, of this. You don't think about it, but, you know, at the end of the year, you start counting them up. It's a lot of, it's a lot of dollars and cents. So we, we kind of change things around and, um, we now, Basically, you have to give us an application. And, and a lot of times, we'll do it either through a cash contribution, which is what we prefer, because we'd rather donate $5,000 to fewer organizations and make a larger impact on those. That makes sense. Than give $100 to everybody and have a very little impact. Or ABC organization is doing a fundraiser and they need alcohol. We'll sell them their alcohol at cost for the event. It, no, it's not necessarily a donation, but it does help them reduce their sure. their, their overall costs. Without a doubt. Um, so, you know, we try to we try to do what we can as much as we can. And like I told you earlier, this one was super easy because Jared does all the work. <laughs> so that's that's a real easy one my, for my, us. My kind, of, my kind of fundraiser. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it was easy. That's right. We were teasing. Us. Dave just showed, showed up and smiled for the picture and, yeah. <laughs> and called it a day. Yeah, was, yeah that was easy. You know, I, I heard a, a great story. My, we were on a road trip a couple of weeks ago. We went down to Florida and back, and we were in um, Beaufort, South Carolina, and just a great little local, locally owned business, Main Street, right down there on the water. And I just was talking to a shopkeeper, and they said, oh, yeah, we had, we had that Starbucks. I don't mean to diss on Starbucks, but Starbucks tried to come in down here. And we told them, we said, well, no, we're kind of like a locally owned community center right here, and we're we're not going to embrace you. And they're like, well, we're going to rent and we're going to renovate. We're going to be we're going to bring Starbucks down here to the waterfront. And he said, well, we don't think our 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 people are going to embrace you, but. Go ahead, and sure enough, six months later, there's a for rent sign on the thing. Starbucks was building out on the highway leading into town, which they're doing a booming business. But it was, it was such a neat story to hear the local merchants were like, "Yeah, no, it's you know," and the people that surround the community are supporting the local small businesses. Uh, well, you're preaching to the choir when you tell that story, but I mean, I, I think that's absolutely wonderful. I think that the business community, or the business community, yes, and the people within the community should work hand-in-hand on a regular basis on a multitude of things. Um, It it only benefits everybody in that area. Uh, You know, a lot of corporations will come in and, you know, kind of bully to, for lack of a better yeah. word, kind of bully their way in and say, well, we're coming anyway. We'll let the customers decide. And in that scenario, the customers did decide. And I think that's a beautiful story. And I'd love to see that play out in all industries around, um, city, uh, around the city of Annapolis or Anne Arundel County or the state of Maryland. Well, there is, there's a place for big box stores and everything else as well. I mean, in, in the, in the retail environment, uh, you know, just certain areas, it doesn't make sense. I mean, when you are a community, uh, you got to work with community businesses, working with with the community itself. Um, you know, you look at any, and you know, I don't know whether you're into sponsoring it, but I mean, you look at any of the little league games or the the, the rec soccer games and the signs that are hanging on the the outfield. I mean, those those are the local businesses. Those are the uh, oh, yeah. uh, the owners that wrote a check for twelve hundred dollars to buy the t shirts. Oh, yeah. And that's what makes you know what Annapolis and the small business community really special. And it's, you know, certainly partners. And I, I would say that you are considered a partner in the community, both along with the people that live here and shop here and you know on the on the opposite side of that. And I think it's just partners like that that just really make it all make it all chug along. 
No, we're excited. We're excited to do that kind of stuff. Well, good. Now let's talk about that job application and the nonprofit. <laughs> hey, when can you start? I mean, it's really that. That's that's about the only question you're going to get right now. When can you start? Uh, well, uh, I do wish you luck going through the holiday season. I don't think you're you're going to need it. I mean, obviously, people want to get their alcohol and uh, get their liquor before the holiday season. I think that many congratulations on the award. Well deserved. And, you know, for what you've been for so many years for the community, uh, congratulations on the expansion over to Ken Island. Uh, don't forget us here. No. <laughs> You should see the mileage on my car it just racks up every every at the end of every week. I'm traveling twice as much now. How was the uh, how was the bridge in summer? Uh, it doesn't bother me. Actually, if you get on 50 on certain days, I go through downtown just because I have to get my fix of downtown. You know, I want to see it. But most of the time, I shoot down Forest Drive, Aris T. Allen to right. Route 50. And I just get on 50 and I stay on 50. And nine times out of 10, as a matter of fact, I'll argue almost 10 times out of 10, you stay on 50, you're going to get to the bridge. Yeah, you, you have some issues with, with traffic every once in a while, but it's not horrible. At the end of a long day, that's a half an hour ride for me to leave my problems behind or kind of game plan for what tomorrow's going to bring. I just turn up the radio and either I turn it up really loud and sing to my heart's content or I listen to talk radio. Good singer? Oh, absolutely horrible. <laughs> absolutely horrible. That's why I do it with the windows up. But no, it, it's not bad at all. It, it's, it's really not bad. Plus, when I get home, it, it's gorgeous. I absolutely love living over there. Fantastic. Dave Marburger, thank you very much for your time. Uh, folks that want to order online, BayRidgeWine.com is where you want to go. Download that app. That sounds really cool. I do not have it, and I'm, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Yeah, and please do. Look at our – go to Facebook. Find us on Facebook. Our website come into the store. Uh, do you give us a call? We'll, we'll walk you through it on, over the phone. We've done that – uh, yeah. Tremendous amount of times. And for those that haven't been in here, this store is fabulous. You've got the growler station, so you've got different choices there. Uh, probably the best craft beer selection anywhere that I've seen. The wines, uh, one of the few that my, I brought some, came here and got some mead. One of the few places that has had mead for my daughter when I went down to visit her. And she wanted to make her own bee stings from the, she didn't <laughs> get up for the Ren Fest yeah. this year. So, um, but thank you very much. BayBridgeWine.com is where you want to go. Dave Marburger, congratulations on everything. It's been a pretty tremendous year, despite the challenges that still continue. So, and hopefully you find some employees and uh, happy new year. Well, thank you. Same to you, John. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.